You're listening to the Blender Institute podcast, brought to you by the Blender Cloud. Do you ever suffer from a lack of mediocre llama puns? The cloud is a place for you, my lamigos. Go to cloud.blender.org. Joining us today is Pablo Vasquez. Hello. Francesco Zede. Hi. Andy Goraljik. Hey there. Sergei Sharipin. Hey. And I'm Kelty Hellerson. And here's your host, Francesco! Hello! <laughs> We're Hello. so tired. Wow, yeah. <laughs> like, this was all uh, the energy that Halti had left that in his body. All I had. All I had. I'll <laughs> be silent from now on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So, welcome, everybody, again to another episode of uh, our Blender Institute podcast. As you might uh, know, we uh, have an, an important announcement. We made an important announcement a couple of days ago, which is the Caminandes release that was supposed to happen today is yes. happening in a couple of days. <laughs> it's not too bad. So we decided to postpone the release to the Friday, Friday 29. So it's, it's really uh, just a couple of days extra that we that we needed to get everything together. And we are going to talk a little bit more about why and how we choose to, to do this uh, in this uh, episode today. Another important topic of today is, uh, well, we are going to have a chat with Sergey. So Sergey Sharibin, Blender core developer, motion tracking module owner, cycle surrender engine developer. Smartest person in the universe. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Doctor. <laughs> yep. He is joining us and uh, he is going to be staying here with us at the Blender Institute. So we're going to have a chat with him and ask him what is his plan for this year. And uh, yeah, and get a little bit of an insight in the mind of Sergey. And uh, after that, we will have uh, our Q&A session. There have been many questions on the Blender Cloud, and we are going to answer all of them. So let's get started, maybe with uh, Hjalti and Pablo, about this release. Yes, it was not a light decision to take, No, but it was very much needed. Yeah, we thought about this a few weeks ago, and then, oh, we can do it. And then we thought about this again, <laughs> and finally, we we decided in postponing it only two days. So the main reason, well, actually it was already tight. Yeah, it was, it was wait. I mean, the, the planning, I, I think the last kind of planning for the last week, it was already all best case scenario. Yeah. And it didn't really give a lot of leeway. What if a shot takes longer than we need, or what if something in the render goes wrong and we have to fix stuff. So, um, yeah, there, there was not a lot of wiggle room at the end. And we could really tell that, yeah, we needed those two extra days at least yeah. to get to pull through. And uh, some animation was needed, <laughs> I, I'm willing to admit. I, I mean, I'm fast-ish, but I didn't want to uh, drop down in quality. So I maintained the quality, but I could see that I, I, I wasn't able to manage everything I was supposed to do. Yeah, but the outcome is great. And uh, we're even going to some uh, previous shots in these days and going back and fixing fix them or just yeah. change one little thing that was annoying us for a while now we have the time for it even though it's only two days we we are trying to use them as best as possible yeah totally. even adding details for, for render stuff like imagine we we're supposed today's wednesday we're recording the podcast wednesday and today we we're supposed to to release the movie it's insane that's um, fine i mean we in theory we could have done it but uh but very tight yeah yeah very, very, tight. very, very tight 
And I don't think we would be that happy with yeah. it. I mean, I think we're going to be really happy with it uh, on, on Friday. Yeah. I'm not going to sleep. <laughs> uh, it'll be fine. It's all right. Yeah. Sleeping is overrated. Yeah. We're, uh, we're adding so much uh, production value on top of everything. That's a weird word to say. It sounds so <laughs> businessy, but like, you know, going to. Uh, production value, you know. Uh, the We're stuff streamlining all the synergy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah no, but, uh, like particle simulation and fluid simulations and stuff that we, that I personally, I was like, oh no, I'm never going to do that kind of stuff. We're never going to make it. We're adding them. Yeah. Smoke scene yeah. and uh, all sort of little details, like having uh, different characters. When, when a character uh, goes through... Um, I don't know, something that changes the way it looks. Usually, we will just keep the, the same uh, the same character. We did it before the, for the previous Caminanders. There is a two chorus, the the one always and the one at the end that has that is clearly different, <laughs> it, like burnt. Um, or no, actually, it was only one character, but with a driver. So it was one blend file, one coral. Yeah. This time we're going uh, totally different. We are having many different coros, many different blend files with the um, with different hairstyle, different uh, material settings, and it's actually really adds a lot to the. And they will all be available on the cloud. <laughs> oh yeah, all of them, all those like figurines, you know, like different yeah. Mega Man's. You know? Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> but you can only downgrade him in health. Uh, yes, <laughs> you can now. Uh, Superpower them. Yeah, it doesn't beef up or anything. Yeah, yeah. no, but they, it's great. I think it's it's awesome. Today we we even got the new sound that we all listened to. Then I think the reaction, everybody was really. Oh yes. What really. do you guys think? Also the music, right? Yeah. yeah sorry. Yeah. yeah the, I meant the the music. The song we got it on uh, last week. Right. Yeah. Yes, and the music today was amazing. 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 Yeah. Amazing. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Sorry, sorry. Dude. Well, I mean, we also uh, uncovered the name of the mm -hmm. that we were thinking for so long and so hard. That <laughs> what can we name this episode? There's only so so many llama jokes, really. Yeah, uh, we're gonna round one of them yeah, soon. Yeah. Scraping the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No, Lamigos was good, yeah. and I remember Kalti mentioning it. I don't know. It was Second and day. everybody was like, yeah. it's not that good." And and, and then yeah, stuck. nobody could come up it with anything better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Lamigos is coming out on Friday, twenty nine. So yeah, we still don't know the time actually. Right? Oh, there is no time. Yeah, exactly. The time is relative. <laughs> <laughs> time is relative. <laughs> so maybe in the next, like maybe tomorrow, we are gonna maybe yeah. say. More Why? Why? Why making life so hard? Let's 11, say in the eleven fifty-nine Eastern Standard Time. Is no, Eastern, Western, Eastern no, Pacific. 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 Yeah, well, you know, Pacific Atlantic Time. Yeah. We, we, <laughs> we did it for for some for some films. We did announce at the time we were doing it, and then people would join us for a live release. Yeah, no, we are totally like gonna do it. I think on Twitter we gonna we can say on. Okay, Friday we're releasing. Okay, done. Yeah, we're yeah. releasing in like now. <laughs> So yeah. So sometime around in the afternoon in Europe time on Friday we're going to to release for sure. So maybe stay tuned to Twitter on the morning of Friday so we can announce it. Or tomorrow, Thursday. Yeah. <coughs> well that's it. So yeah, I mean what the guys say is really true. I've seen I am not really actively working on the film, so I've really seen the progress of the last days and it's really great and uh, as Andy was saying you you are walking you're watching the film and very often in our case you go like ah yeah this thing 
I wish you know we could have the time to add this little detail, and uh, the the lighting and effects department is yeah really going nuts with it, and uh, it's very exciting to see because in the past uh, in the past open movies you don't really have so much the luxury, also because we have not so many shots, so it's uh, it's doable. Like you can go over you can go over them and tweak the one that you need. Yeah, no, in other movies like Gooseberry, uh, the shots are so long that if you want to change something in one shot, yeah, you have to re-render a thousand frames. Yeah. Uh, now you can only re-render 50, 60 frames. And, and it's doable. Yeah, yeah, it's doable. Yeah, short shots, fast, yeah. action-packed. It's good. Yeah. Even, even the first shot in the movie, which is uh, the one in the trailer, went... Uh, yeah, that's by far the longest shot. Yeah, <laughs> that one even feels long. It's like, come on, go to action, go to yeah, action. Yeah. But it's good, it's introduction. Yeah, well, so I think everybody pretty much mentioned what they are, what they've been working on this week. But I don't know if uh, anyone, yeah, if uh, Andy wants to like something in particular you've been up to this week that you want to share with us. Because mm -hmm. right now we are approaching the really like we are we are doing the final touches of the of every shot and uh, more very close to the end. So we want to avoid any especially any <laughs> the end shot is yeah. like yeah. spoiler, but no. still, yeah. yeah. Well, so, Andy, why are you looking at me? <laughs> Well, I'm I'm working on the end. Oh, yeah. can't oh, no. can't say anything can't more say, about yeah. it. The plot twist yeah. and the yeah. evil twin of coral mm. texturing. Yeah, yes, <laughs> one with the mustache. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, is it true that there's going to be this will feature scales? scales? Oh yes, yes. yeah, they're yes. actually uh, it's a tiny little what? scale. Mm. The, okay, the fish scales. You're making fish scales. I yeah. textured a fish this morning. Yeah, that was fun. Awesome. Yeah, as you can tell <laughs> from Andy's voice. <laughs> Uh, I, right now I have a checklist in my head that uh, like because the last shot is also next to the first shot it's one of the longest shots right yeah maybe yes. the one that you were are working on where they're uh, fighting yes on the thing <laughs> yeah on that the is thing. also very long but the it's first long. and the last shots are the longest shots I think yes they are so, uh, this one is actually rendering final now yeah so super excited about that so the other longest shot, the last shot, has so many things going on. Um, yeah, and I'm just, just like making a check mark, making a check mark, mm -hmm. making another check mark. So uh, uh, I just send it to Render Street for previewing. So it should be fine. Wow, already. Yeah. And then, uh, awesome. Thank you, Render Street. Later, we'll be adding more penguins. And then maybe tomorrow we can render it final. Hopefully. All right. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So I know Kjalti, I think he has been uh, animating. Yeah, a little bit. And uh, <laughs> I also think, though, that you are at your last shot or um, second to last shot. Um, so second. I think it's a second to last shot of the original final mm -hmm. shots. And then if I manage to work late tonight yet again, um, and I, I hopefully manage to finish it, I will be slightly ahead of schedule, meaning that we do have the luxury to touch up on some shots that really need some touch-ups. Mm -hmm. Just a little bit yep. of here and there. Yeah, exactly. If it, Now, um, this happened, I mean, this is something that is going to happen with any any film in general. So you, you, you plan the whole thing and then you animate all these shots and then you look at the thing in context with sound, with music and all that stuff and you start to realize that maybe one little puzzle piece is really good, but it doesn't fit with all the rest of them. So that's why in, in Hollywood or whatever, you have reshoots. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think some of that is a little bit needed 
for us. Yeah, only in a few parts. And yeah. I guess we're going to have to uh, border render that and animate it border render. How is that working, Sergey? <laughs> well, it should work for as long as you don't crop, probably. Uh, yeah, if you don't use the crop setting, you can... Well, well, well actually, if you, if you render to image sequence, it should work. Okay. In any case. With the, and the rest is alpha, and then you just put it on top in the sequencer and it should be fine. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. There's also an add-on for that. Uh, for animated border render. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like, uh, is it open? Is it free? No. I'm not sure. Uh, well, uh, I think I've seen it somewhere. Yeah, okay. We don't need that. We have a ration here. <laughs> we can have our own animated border render. render. So first to track the, the the rendered footage, then you create like a border. <laughs> yeah, and then we <laughs> track the tracked solution, yes. and then you just render that. Yeah, we track the character, and we... that would be cool. That sounds easy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So I think that's it for. Uh... Yeah. Well, I made the logo today. Um, I remade the logo actually. I mean. Uh, Spent a few hours because um, I, I thought I already, I already did this some time ago. Like some, mm -hmm. it's the same logo in the last two two projects, but uh, I redid uh, some of the the meshes and I added Lamigos on it with capital L, so it doesn't wow. confuse anybody. Yeah, it's I lam I I am I Lamigos I Lamigos. It also works. It's weird though. It's like an eye device. Just the fact that a, a capital I and a small L will look exactly the same in, in so many fonts. Even the Blender font. Yeah, exactly. It's shame. so ridiculous. So Francesco, is there any um, announcements we were gonna do in this podcast? No? Yes? No? <laughs> no, not really. Ah, what is here? What? What happened? The, Oh, oh, they're yeah. all making gestures. I'm making yeah. gestures, but like he's <laughs> yeah. not picking up on yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, hey, what, what, what's up with your t-shirt? Like, is it something on my t-shirt? I don't know, because we both have text <laughs> written on our t-shirt. Oh, you have very so. special t-shirts there. Mm, I can see yeah. that. Mm. Well, so we are working on something that involves t-shirts. Mm. Really? And uh, yeah, so we for the release of uh, for the release of Caminandes, um, we are trying to get our communication really clear to get our presentation really spot on um, because yeah i mean in a couple of days we try to share this with as many people as possible and uh, we really would like for people to have a way to support us and uh, while one of the best ways there is is of course to subscribe to the blender cloud and help us because that gives us the continuity that uh, allows for artists and developers to work together we also understand that not everybody is into uh, subscribing to the blender cloud and there are so many other things that we can do yeah. with the great characters that are in the film. And one of those things is, uh, for example, making T-shirts and wearable and other swag that uh, is so appealing and, and, and cool because of the way the characters are. So we are looking into that and we will hopefully have something ready by the release. So if anyone then wants to support us or make a gift or have something cool about Caminandas to bring wherever they go, then they will have the chance to do it. Yeah, let us know in the comments if you would like to have any of these things or even, I don't know, what, imagine, uh, what could we make? I don't yeah. know, like maybe... Some cool swag? Yeah. 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 I would like a, a, an OT pillow, but I know oh. that that's not possible. I mean, unless uh, you... yeah, you have Unless to. some custom pillow, pillow manufacturer is yeah. listening to us and then <laughs> <laughs> please get in touch. Hello, pillow maker. Uh, <laughs> wow, what are the odds? Yeah, exactly. Well, 
worth a try. Yeah. That would be awesome. <clears throat> but you got a so a fluffy beak or a hard beak? Oh, uh, <laughs> you're turning in the middle of the night. Oh my eye! <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's a very. <laughs> I will get back to you later. All right, all right. All right. It's gonna think about it. <laughs> yeah, or berries, for example. Oh wow, wow. Okay. So yeah, we are looking into many options, and we will hopefully show up uh, a lineup of them in 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 a couple of days. Yeah. So yeah, we hope you are excited about this. Well. Uh, yeah, besides uh, besides that, that's, uh, that's all that, we've been doing. That's all we've been doing, yeah. So I'd like to actually move on. And um, since we have Sergey here with us, uh, one of our topics was uh, let's have a chat. <laughs> Welcome. Hey. <laughs> yep. So, Sergey, you arrived uh, actually one week ago or a little bit more than a week ago. But unfortunately, I think you had a cold just as soon as you arrived. <laughs> so we've been seeing you around only since the past few days. How do you like Amsterdam? Well, it tried, it tried to kill me. Amsterdam <laughs> <laughs> tried to kill you. Yeah, yeah, but you, sur- you survived. <coughs> well, yeah, almost. <laughs> not, so. with, not without the losers, but <laughs> I'm still alive. Great. Awesome. So... You have recently uh, moved in and uh, you are going to work here uh, at the Blender Institute as a Blender developer. So you're going to keep up with your Blender development duties. I was wondering if you can tell us a little bit more about what's in store for the upcoming months. Wow. (laughs) We don't have that tight schedule yet. So we've got some ideas what we will be working on on for the next year or so. Mm -hmm. And the main topics would be finishing up some cycles, kernel speed work to reunify it with the main code base and unify it on, on, on all the all the devices like CUDA and AMD and stuff like this. It's still a bit of an ongoing research project how to do it best and stuff like this. But it's something we'll be working on this year. And also there are, there are plans to, to look into some pipeline ish stuff for cycles like um, butter integration with compositor. For example, we can we can support FSA in there Ooh. in order to 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 help delivering like better quality composited images because well yeah. Avoiding doing compositor is a great thing, but then all of a sudden you need to fight uh issue with, with, with uh, render times. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, sure. You can always like optimize something and push the, the limits a little bit, but you cannot do it like all the time. So sometimes it's just faster to 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 go to to post pro and do stuff like this. And currently, it's 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 a bit flaking yeah. in the cycles because especially when you have like hair and, and stuff like this and lack of FSA kills you. Mm-hmm. This. So this is something we can we can also research and hopefully go deep compositor as well. But for that, we go to another topic of the other year, which is uh, reconsidering the compositor itself, because apparently reconsidering. nobody reconsidering. Yeah, <laughs> a very nice word. Yeah. Well, it it it, it should become like much more friendly with memory and maybe responsiveness, and uh, at the same time support new features like uh, fully relative everything. So, yes. so 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 rendering 4K would become like yeah okay let's put the percentage in the render panel to to 400 or whatever it is to to render 4K out from full HD movie. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. Wow, that yeah. would be amazing. Everybody's nodding frantically here. Yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, we we had to make a Tears of Steel from yeah. HD to 4K was a yeah. nightmare. That's yeah. when. Yeah, it it, it, it it sound like which is already possible in in compositor like internally. You just need to switch from pixels to whatever some unspeakable pitch, unspeakable pigeon per <laughs> lama dimension, and then you'll be fine. But it's also like nice because you, you you'll be doing all these changes all over the place, so it's better to 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 combine with bigger changes in compositor, which is also like making compositor aware of 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 uh, deep buffers. And probably they will be the canvas awareness thingy. Oh, well, this sounds massive. Yeah, yeah, that would be pretty awesome. Well, I mean, core core stuff of all the features shouldn't be that big. It's just like some basic operations. Then we just define all those core compositor in several weeks, and then we just bring up all the all the possible nodes back to to, to the new system. Yeah, Francesco, it's not rocket surgery. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, it's, but is it's, it as, as big as the DevScraft project, or? Well, it's at least more localized because okay. it's dependency graph. You 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 need to to touch every single area in yeah. Blender because dependency graph is the thing which just glues everything together and makes it all work. So okay, if you if you wanted to 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 improve something in dependency graph to make it more more granular, then all of a sudden you also need to make changes in particle score. And it's just like <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nightmare. And that actually brings us to the next topic, which is <laughs> dependency graph. Yes. Yay! Yay! So, so, so dependency graph. I've been fixing already several bugs, and they're like in, in the new dependency graph, at least to 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 make it more 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 stable. But there are some bigger issues in there, which needs some reconsideration of other legacy parts. For example, uh, proxies. Proxies doesn't really work that well in new dependency graph yet. And once that's solved, I think you can go default with new dependency graph in, in Blender. They don't really work in the in the current dependency graph. There is, well, there is mean, no dependency graph where I mean, they work at, fine. At least you can make them working in, uh, in current yeah. dependency graph. I mean, if you call Let's that just work. Pitch them entirely. Yeah, that, that that would be a great thing. Like make everything yeah. look like if you don't, don't don't support proxies. Who needs them? Oh come on, man! Nah, <laughs> no, you only need animation. Come uh, on, well, there should there should be a, a better system for that whole yeah. thing because proxies were, uh, I think they were started for Big Buck Bunny, if I can remember remember correctly, because uh, for Elephant Stream we had groups, but no, yeah. but no. Uh, Groups with uh, it was before people. When I think it was Plumiferous. It was somewhere oh, between right, yeah. the two projects that we needed to do yeah. that. And once the groups were there, that's when it was added. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. And yeah. That, yeah, yeah. And then you see in the code like, yeah, okay, let's support some kind of process for non-armatures, and then. Okay, it, it it kind of works, but then you realize that there are like hell of of backlinks, like uh, the the circular links in, in the in the dependency graph, which you cannot really solve well. And then you realize that yeah, the whole system needs just to be redesigned, and then you don't feel like that just to to, to fix some particular bug in the bug tracker. And you say yeah, okay, let's leave it for 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 another day. Yeah, ten <laughs> years later. Yeah, some ten years Here later. We are. <laughs> it, in this is ten years later after yeah, yeah. Elephant Dream. Wow. So yeah, I think maybe it, does it have anything to do or could it be related with the asset manager that um, Mont was working on? Not that much. 
Because that already uh, on the ID remap stuff, like... No, it's a dependency graph doesn't... What, no, no, but for proxy stuff. Well, like, for proxies... Yes and no, because proxies are good for overrides. So you can, you, you can consider, consider like making a proxy of material. Yeah. And then you want to, mm. to, to change some diffuse value or some glossiness of some material like locally in, in the file without going back to, to the original library itself. So it's kind of related to that project, but it's something which applies on top of the, of the, of the asset management. Yeah. So you can override everything. That, that, that should be the goal of, of new proxies or whatever the, the name of the system will be. Yeah, but also if we, I know in, the, in those branches you can reload an asset without having to restart Blender, for example, or re reload Blender, the Blend file. Um, that would be also pretty neat. It's kind of possible, but <laughs> you would need you would still need to to be careful with this. Yes, because because actually the way how in Blender how it works in Blender it it, it loads every Blend file and then like in, in in separate like lists and then just merges them all together and say, hey, there is your new blend file. So, and when you save the the the, the blend file, it does exactly the same, but in the reverse order. So what you, you can do is to, okay, let's separate all this current blend file into per library lists. If we reload one of them and then merge it all back together and then just mm -hmm. uh, uh, change some pointers in, in the memory because they, they, they changed in the reloaded file, which is kind of easy to do. Ah, easy. Yeah, of course. I was about to do it actually. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's it, it, it's not it's not difficult. You just need to be done real careful so we don't end up with some dangling pointers pointing to some free memory or so. So it should be possible to reload parts of the library even. Wow. Well, do you have uh, anything else planned? Well, <coughs> animation. <coughs> Well, what's about animation? It works just fine. No, no. <laughs> playback? Yeah. Well, playback is not about... Playback is not... Animation, uh, uh, selection sets, well, okay, okay, uh, so, motion okay. paths. Okay, so today we've been looking into some issue for quality. <laughs> and for, for on his computer, it was real flaky. Yeah. Speed off of some animation happening around. And Debug print suggests that uh, scene update should be happening within 30 FPS at least, but for some mm. reason, Healthy was getting 20 FPS on quite reasonably simple OpenGL render. With, yeah, with one character, everything minimized, low poly, uh, like the lowest yeah. of the lowest. But Blenric. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no, it's okay. One <laughs> <laughs> Oh, come on. It, 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 it was something with either display or with uh, audio synchronization in there. Yeah, it's, it's, it's probably it's, my it's, computer. <laughs> it's, it's, it's something real tricky. It's, it's not Blender animation system itself because animation system was happening fast enough to, to, to push more FPS than we've been getting. Yeah. So it's 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 quite difficult to to speed up animation actually. Yeah, I can only make it slower. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Let's not uh, get crazy here. And for for yeah, the open subdiv is a good question. It, 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 it's still a huge project which we'll be doing and working on. But currently, I postponed it because of the ongoing viewport project mm -hmm. because there are like. Uh, some some things which we cannot do in current OpenGL usage because of the the legacy stuff in there, and you cannot uh, mix new stuff on top of the legacy stuff. 
So I thought, yeah, let, let, let's wait for the viewport to, to bring us to a new OpenGL, and then we can solve all the issues in a much easier way. Wow. But now the minimum is higher, right? Isn't it 2.1%? Well, it, it was raised, yes, but we didn't update all the parts of, of the GLSL oh. pipeline. So the main issue is we are still using GLSL 1.3, I believe. And, and, and well, it's not 90s, it's a bit later. 2000 <laughs> ish. 2001 or so. Yeah. yeah. And 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 you cannot you, you cannot have tessellation shaders in there. Uh, so you need to enable uh, open GL 1.4 for uh, uh, GLSL 1.4. But if you if you do GLSL 1.4, then in that version of GLSL they removed all the deprecated stuff. Oh. So you need to to bring uh, all get rid of all the deprecated stuff which is currently within GLSL before you can dump GLSL into a higher level. That didn't happen yet. I hope Mike Erwin will be helping with this. He's really enthusiastic about ditching all the legacy. Let's ditch it. Let's hmm. ditch it. Yeah. So are you going to be directly involved in the viewport project or I mean I see that your plate is already quite full but uh, I'm just wondering well there are better guys to 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 mentor the, the viewport mm -hmm. it's happening so you can just get I, busy I, with I, something I, else I, I can just have some fun with open once we perform the All right, <laughs> ah, everything will work beautifully. But yeah. you're confident it's going to happen. It's not the viewport effects one and two and three and five the, from the summit of code. I cannot say that all those projects will be merged because no, no, no. I mean that those projects were like they well, didn't they, happen. They, they didn't, didn't get happen. merged. Yeah, they, they, do, they, they, they didn't get merged, and now Mike is working directly on master. Yeah. So that's the idea, and then the main difference between how it's being done currently and how it was done in the past is that in the past uh, they tried to 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 update every Everything. every area of Blender like at once via some sort of state machine compatibility player abstraction thing. And now Mike is just upgrading area by area to 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 a new open shell use. Which is good because then, okay, you, you you made all those localized changes, and if something breaks, you can easily bisect this. You can easily see when it was which area caused the issue and ah. stuff like this. When you've got one gigantic state machine, which uh, mm. all the OpenGL calls are going through, then you don't know which exact area caused the the, the issue. So from this point of view, we we are much safer to 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 work with OpenGL now. That's great to hear. Yeah, and well, it, it it was example like recently about this line width. Ah, the line width. Yeah, yes, yeah. but that was fun. Yeah, it was fun, <laughs> and, you, I, and you immediately see it. I got today just, actually uh, the border render. I got it like super thick. Like, oh no! Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. twice or three times. But it doesn't happen in default Blender. It happened on on that blend file. I think the one with the fluid. Oh, it was a. Right. Yeah. I don't know. There must be something that is triggering the the dashed lines, like so, super width. So, so right. OpenGL is basically a state machine. So you, for example, told, okay, I want a line width of three pixels, and then it will keep using three pixels for until you explicitly tell it to to stop doing that and use some other width. So what's happening in your blend file is some drawing code uses line width of three. Yeah, and then just some other. Array in the code doesn't reset it to one. Yeah. Before it needs to, to, to before it needs 
width of one or so, because it was default to one previously, but it was like uh, redundant calls all over the place. Yeah, I saw the commit, it removed like half of the, the calls, which is good, but yeah, in between mm -hmm. those half were like the armatures and some other stuff. Yeah, it looked wow. pretty weird. But it was, it's fun. I mean, wow. that's how you get things it happens, done. And then you just see it and you fix it. it yeah. it's, it's like probably a couple of days of annoyance and the, that, I mean, it, not a lot of people are compiling blender every day yes. like we do here yeah. so <laughs> exactly, exactly i mean besides developers yeah. so yeah so, so 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 cases like this are really easy to catch and then uh, exactly. fix and shameless plug that's why the blender institute is such a um <laughs> yes now you're listening to, to them no, 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 no because i mean we are updating Blender every day and using complex files every day. And there's a lot of people doing that uh, in the community. But having a, having a team actually making stuff helps. Well, yeah, well we, we, we do have teams in Backtracker who does the stuff, but then all of a sudden they, they, they say, hey, I cannot share the Blend file with you because it's some ongoing production. Proprietary. Ah, proprietary, yeah. yeah. It's either the proprietary or they cannot simplify it or... It's something to do with threading, so you need to do to, to troubleshoot some particular machine where you, you run into this issue. And that's the benefit of having Blender Studio here, in which you can either SSH or just drop by and, and uh, troubleshoot some particular machine which where you can reproduce the issue and do some investigation there and see, hey, it's happening here, you just need to make this area called thread safe. And that's it. And it could it, it could be just impossible for someone else to reproduce the same issue on, on another machine because of the timings. Yeah. When the line thickness thing happened and I noticed it as I was working, I was so sure that I had hit some stupid button. But you didn't know some <laughs> yeah, shortcut. Exactly. Right? exactly. Yeah. It's like this shortcut that makes everything thicker. <laughs> and I just I was just Why? trying to think, like, how how did I do it? I don't understand. Yeah, it's, it's 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 like shaking mouse on Francesco's machine. Yeah. yeah, in the Mac. Yeah. So if you, you know, it's for finding your their dashed line more easily. Hey, yeah, where is yeah. my border render? Oh, if red is, is not enough, just make it three pixels wide and <laughs> you're not gonna be able to miss it. Mm -hmm. Well, I think uh, this is all very interesting. It's all very technical and it's great <laughs> to have you because uh, this way we are going to really, we are, we are getting a quite good balance of uh, artistic, technical discussion going on. And uh, I would recommend to anyone who is listening and who is a member of the cloud, if you have any question that you think uh, Sergey might answer, you can you can ask them and then we yeah but don't ask to to fix some no 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 no, no, no 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 bug reports no, no. no feature requests yeah. no bug reports so okay there are gonna be guidelines <laughs> um, but uh, I think it would be great to to have some uh, development related questions to hear firsthand from from Sergey what he thinks because we had we had them in the past and then we. Improvise. Ah, yeah, that, it's fun. It's fun for us because we get to make up a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, it sounds like we know. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. So having you is gonna be even more fun because then you can actually tell us something we don't know. No, I, I will just listen for us to, to, to see. <laughs> yeah, we can try. That. You, you yeah. The cup yeah, yeah we can try that too. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. So I think it's time to move on and uh, get over our list. Yes, thank you, Sergey. Yes, thank you. Yeah, thanks. You're thank welcome. You. <laughs> So this week, actually this week we don't have uh, many questions related. The topic for this week was the release of Caminandes, which is going to be the topic for next week. So this week uh, there are a few questions from last week that we didn't manage to to fit in the in the 
in the episode, which was already one hour. Yeah. It's about shortcuts. So if you haven't listened to it, um, check it out. So the questions are from Roman. And the first few questions are about the comment itself in the cloud. It's like, well, can I edit the comments? Can I? Okay, no, you can't edit the comments for the time being, but uh, we are working on it. Um, the questions actually are, what was the craziest thing you have done with Blender? <laughs> wow. Craziest? Not safe for work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But Craziest thing. I don't know. Um, I, I use it for making board games. I mean, that's weird because I really, I, I've, I've now slowly and steadily, I've, I've, I like making like little board games. And, and um, when I go home, that's my little hobby because it, it kind of uses another section of my brain that isn't, you know, animation related. The board gaming section. The board gaming section. <laughs> um, but I, I, yeah, I started throwing it in Blender just to see would it work. And yeah, totally worked. And I was. This is a really good example of using Blender, totally not for what it was intended. Hmm. And yeah, it's cool. But I don't know. That's not crazy. It's not crazy. Yeah, yeah. like the craziest thing. I haven't done much, but the craziest I think it was, uh, yeah, just to build my my. Uh, I was building an, an apartment back home, so I, I made it. I wanted to see where to put the lights and how how would it look and how fancy and. Uh, so that that's it. Basically, I made it and I put the lamps, and that helped me take decisions. I also use it for lighting. Like, okay, should I make a hole in the oh, sky so in, the, cool. in the roof, or like a and yeah. for the windows? You know, to yeah. see how how the light would interact. Like, I don't know how accurate is that. Interior mm. designer. A, yeah, there is an add-on for like getting the sun in the right place, and especially in Patagonia, which is uh, such a low latitude that. Uh, but yeah, it's different. Yeah, so it's I use that add-on to see where the light would hit at that moment of the day. Yeah. I don't think it's super accurate, <laughs> you, but it was super fun. Did you use, uh, which render engine did you use for that? Oh, well, it was the only one at the time, Blender Internal. <laughs> Blender Eternal. So that must have been... We, sh we should rename it, you know, Internal, Eternal. I was proposing that actually. Yeah, <laughs> let's do it, let's do it. Yeah. Forever and ever. Forever yeah. And ever. Francesco, or, what about you? Well... I was thinking about it really hard, and uh, I think one of the m uh, something unusual that I did was to render some uh, uh, some abstract motion graphics for um, some uh, performances like theater and ballet performances. So designing this beforehand, beforehand with the music and the choreography in mind, and producing these visuals, and then we get projected it's not it's just a little bit unusual because yeah, for me it's, it was actually one of the first users of blender that's how i got started but then the most ridiculous uh, and uh, uh how's it what, what, what is craziest. The, yeah the craziest crazy crazy well somebody somebody here on the table might remember about the red robots oh yeah <laughs> so and by crazy i mean that uh, i was working i was helping out on a motion uh, on a uh, video clip for a music video and I had this brilliant idea of uh, rendering uh, interactive, an animated pile of 100,000 little red robots that were appearing and they were generating. It was just a massive particle system with rigid bodies interacting to each other with these uh, uh, live action plates of characters composited inside. And um, yeah, that I think was the 
craziest thing. It didn't turn out very well, but I, I had to the go through The craziest thing mm -hmm. was that you did it during Tears of Steel. Ah, yeah, oh. that's yeah. right. Yeah. So in the evening, you would sit down and uh, have a little uh, tea and some some crackers, <laughs> some crackers, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then get down to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So mm -hmm. that's, I think, the most uh, the, the 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 craziest thing that I that I did. Andy, what did you do? I don't know. Um, Come clean. Well, I I never did something that Blender wasn't intended for. So, like, I made models with it that were used for 3D printing. And that is, in itself is not very crazy. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I my diploma project, which is actually a bit more than a year ago, uh, I built a robotic garden out of plants that were controlled with... Uh, servos and Arduino and light sensors and stuff and I printed and assembled everything in Blender beforehand and uh, made the mechanical construction for that and then printed everything. That was pretty crazy. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I we're all thinking about it. Yeah, but like, crazy. Wow, I did yeah. it for a, uh, the layout for a website actually. Mm. Like I had Photoshop back then I was using <laughs> I was using Windows. So I, I could have done it with there, but I, uh, Blender curves are so much easier to handle that. Yeah, I use it for <laughs> laying out a website. Wow. Sergey, what, what is the crazy thing? Well, I didn't do that crazy stuff in Blender. Like Time travel? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think, I think that the, the, the most, uh, the, the, the thing which was last fit to, to do with Blender was uh, doing so, some uh, image recognition courses in university <laughs> and I was using Blender's Python bindings. Well, I used Python to, to, to do logic of image recognition then used all those Python uh, API for Blender to, to visualize all the results and, and Blender using cubes and different materials and stuff like this. It was early 2.5 days Wow, so the API it, was a nightmare, actually. It, it worked, but I guess if, if you'll try to run the same script now, it wouldn't work at all. No. Yeah, because it all changed. So it was pre-alpha in game. Wow. Even. So hardcore. Yeah. Edge. Yeah. Wow. Well, uh, I think we can move to the next yep. one. Um, it's actually pretty similar. It's, have you used Blender before in a way that it was not designed for? But it worked for your need. Yeah, I think uh, I we, guess yeah, we all everybody, just yeah. that. Yeah. It, it turned out yeah. well. Like we use it for things that we. Yeah. Um, another. Wow, this is interesting. Now that we have a developer here, mm -hmm. if you have all the resources you would need, what area of Blender would you like to improve? Sergey, Blender. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> area yeah. of Blender. Less edgy than I thought. <laughs> Some Blender, right? Mm -hmm. but That's. It's a very interesting question. Well, uh, it's like, I guess we really should make dependent, new dependency graph ready for, for a production thing. So at least it can become default one. And then it, it, it will open possibilities for all the overrides and other stuff which isn't possible yet. And because it touches all, all the areas, so, so it's probably bet on that so every works on, on that project yeah things like this because well yeah okay we've got other issues like performance in cycles but that you can work out 
Uh, performance cycles is great. I mean, besides the, the motion blur thing on hair, that it's very yeah, specific. But, 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 but you still need to... to you, it, there are still ways of speeding that up. Just need to, to, to carefully look into better BVH or maybe yeah. some other tricks in there. Better vectorization or so. It, 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 it's all doable. It just needs some weeks of concentration. And projects like, like Compositor is also pretty localized. You can do core stuff in a couple of weeks. Sequencer, well, yeah, it's also not that complicated. And then mm. like core of sequencer is pretty simple. Then you just spend some time to research how to do all the all the <laughs> tools which artists could want in there. It's also pretty doable. Or use notes in the sequencer, would be awesome. Compositing yeah, notes. I guess so, but then uh, what's the difference between compositor and sequencer then? I, sequencer is a totally different way of editing. But if you have, like right now, you can add modifiers, like a color balance. Yes. Why yes. couldn't it just be a node? Well, the, like a node do, do, do you really want nodes? Like, do you want to reuse the, si the same thing for multiple strips or so on? How, how to control this? It's just some sort of like, you know, some video enhancement tool thing where we just add layers of, of, of modifications one on top of another. Because in, in, in Composer, it makes sense to have nodes because you work with light, so you can add uh, direct SSS uh, light, tweak it a little bit, then add the indirect light, multiply by SSS color, and then two tricks like this, and burst it all back together to, to, to combine. In Sequencer, don't do this, so it's all fine. No, yeah, I mean, but you, you, you could, like, use yeah, some could, parts you, of it, you like could, but then tracking... All, yeah, but then you'll end up with linear node setups, which is also not ideal. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's so not. So why to have all those com all that complexity which handles that just to have linear structures ninety nine percent of the time? So all the projects like this are pretty localized and pretty manageable. But so, this so, is... so having dependency graph working with, 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 with the overrides, working with physics and simulation in a, in a way that are, it's all in control of artists. That's the big one. That's a big one. That, and that, that's the question is like, if you have all the resources you need, so we multiply, we have a hundred Sergeys. Oh my God. Oh, wow. That would be amazing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you also need someone who knows physics. And how, how many Sergeys would you devote to the... <laughs> yeah, would there be one like leader Sergey and then minion Sergey? No, I think no, they, they would, they would communicate. Uh, they're they're uh, uh, a mind high, uh, hive mind. Yeah, exactly. Ah, they, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like ideally, just, just to get a rough estimate, because like we are talking about the complexity, we are talking about this, this big project. How do you think, how long do you think it would take one person to finish this uh, uh, the dependency graph project or a team of five people, for example. Because sometimes things don't really go linear. Like it would maybe yes, be better. With one person, we probably don't finish it in a reasonable time because it touches all, mm -hmm. so many areas. So it's better to, to, to have like a team of guys who will work on the physics, work on simulations, baking, work on like a dependency graph core, which is almost there, just needs tweaks there and there and then do uh, all, all the bug fixes needed for this. And then, I don't know, probably like up to seven, nine person would, would, wow. would be kind of ideal. 
for projects like this big. Yeah, so almost like the amount of Blender core developers currently active divided by two. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a, yeah. So that gives a, a, maybe our our audience a little bit of an idea of the size of this project. How big it is? Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess the average doesn't really care about the dependency graph because it's such a. I mean. Yeah, but it's interesting to know like why like there is this project yeah. that comes up every now and then and it would take so many resources to get done and still you don't really know what it is for so it's just interesting to it's just interesting to so to if there's about. anybody out there that's uh, tried rigging themselves uh, so if you make a bone for example and you want to make a driver and then do a rotational um, difference. difference yeah that in the current dependency graph it just doesn't work it it's really it's really broken and it's not broken because of that feature necessarily it's just that the dependency graph at this point uh, is kind of outdated and the new one uh i tried it and it works yeah well well the the main idea is the is for for the rigorous the current dependency graph operates with full object so if you want to 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 have inter bone or inter ik chain data interchange in the rig, it's not real possible because of the reasons. And if you want to 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 interchange the data to external object as well, then it's just not possible currently. It's it's first case can can work sometimes in current dependency graph when you're trying to to deal with two objects which are depending one on each other, then it just doesn't work like at all. You cannot even work around this. We just go on crying in, in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> You're pretty much describing what I do yeah, myself I've seen, I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think well, oh, what you, I guess everybody would like to update their... The main question is about the area, which area. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I would say, I mean, just briefly, Animation. just uh, motion paths. Uh, I think motion paths are way slower right now than they need to be. And um, you could do so many other things, like yeah. features that include like uh, having the center point from the camera's perspective of the overall mass of the object you've selected, something like that. Like it's it's things that are computationally doable, but this would require a developer working on for quite a, quite a while, I think. But it would be super yeah. cool for animators. Yay, mm -hmm. for me. Hey, yeah, nobody? Yeah, yeah. Anyone else? Yeah. No, no, no. I Yay. think it's great. It's, yeah, yeah. it's a great idea. All right, cool. Cool. Well, uh, next one. Um, if you only have one minute, how would you describe Blender to a person not knowing anything about CG? Hmm. Oh, that's already cool. So, so you're at SIGGRAPH. Somebody comes up to you. So what, is, what, what yeah, is this well, Blender? What is, is this? For mix? For movies? Yeah, yeah. Or? Blender is a 3D creative suite with, with all included. No, I don't remember the pitch. <laughs> they don't know anything about CG. That's the thing. Oh, no. At SIGGRAPH? Yeah. What well, are they doing at SIGGRAPH? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For the teapots, you know, ah, Pixar teapots. Of course, yeah. of course. Yeah. But I guess everyone had to explain at some point in their life to yeah. a relative or a distant relative uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> what you're doing and um, what, what you use to do that. So for me, usually... I try to to come up with a with an example. So I mention a well-known computer animated film, and I tell this person that this is made with the computer because sometimes people think that those are really well-shaded drawings. So you explain what? them that it's done yeah. with the computer. I've seen that. Wow. Yeah, and then uh, you explain that uh, you know there are 
many tools for doing that. So it's like working with a word processor. So there are different types, there are different versions. There is one that you know goes on the website, one that is uh, open, and one that is closed. Sometimes, usually, these people also don't know the difference between a proprietary and open source software. So you can make a small digression with that, and uh, and then yeah, you explain that you use this tool, which is open and can do all those kind of things. And the thing that I try to emphasize the most is that. Blender uh, is capable of doing all of them at the same time, like within the same package. And normally when you make a movie, you use different tools. And that is like one of the big strengths and one of the main points of difference that Blender has. And, and uh, time, 59 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, very cramped. But I, I, I've done it a few times and uh, yeah, so that's the, usually what I do. Yeah, I don't know if everybody else has, uh, if anybody else has different methods mm -hmm. or if you can identify yourself with the, <laughs> with I, the pattern. I, sometimes I even skip the open part, even though it's really important for people don't even, they don't even know. So um, how do they, how do, how it's done? Oh, it's done by an <coughs> internet by people. Anybody can, can help out. That's, that's what I say. Yeah, right? so, I've had to use Wikipedia as a, as like a thing that they ah, would recognize yeah. because, you know, hey, people can contribute, but at the same time, they do have editors and contributors. And yeah, it's, but it, it gets a little bit tricky because that analogy starts crumbling down uh, pretty quickly if they yeah, start. Yeah, so I can also it. help out and <laughs> yeah. I can put things in Blender, right? Well. No. <laughs> yeah. I found out some sometimes uh, physical uh, analogies work, like, because, I mean, when you just, describing something like that someone they like they for me they usually think that that's a very very technical thing or that's mainly done by a crunching in numbers i mean that's also one of the areas but like sometimes you have to explain to people okay it's like you're you're painting like a little model like a little, little figurine or you're cutting some wood or <laughs> <laughs> i don't know but uh yeah so, sometimes you have to, to go into some effort to explain that what you're doing is actually uh, like requires uh, some artistic thought behind it. Yeah, it, it really depends on who, who's asking. Yeah. You know, if it's somebody that doesn't even know what a computer is, like the files are inside the computer. No, uh, I'm just thinking like what would fit in Blender, the cutting wood analogy. It's <laughs> a bullet modifier. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's right. Yeah. Wow. I was just thinking yeah. sculpting, texture painting. Yeah, yeah. no, no, but it was yeah, fun. Sculpting mainly, nice. yeah, scraping. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, next question? No, that's it. Never mind. Yes. All right. Unless you have a question. Pablo. Yes. Do you like uh, women with blue eyes? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is, what I is got he going to ask? I got what nothing. Is he, what is like, he going to ask? What is the most random question I could ask? No. You know, color is subjective. <gasps> I'm colorblind. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> All these years. That's why everything you make is pink. Oh. Yes. Actually, that would explain <laughs> I've, I've never had a test. Is there, is there a way? How do people find out? How yeah, do you can. You can. There are these tests. Uh, you have these little blobs of different colors and they make a shape like the yeah. number two. And if you can see the number two, then you're not colorblind. But I've never done the test. I don't I know don't, anybody. Maybe you that. have, but so you didn't see the number. Next now. episode, we are going to find out. Pablo is going to do the test and we are going to find out. We are going to give him the test just after this podcast is done. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's going to be like, what, what was it? The painter Monet, like he had glaucoma and mm -hmm. slowly and steadily all his paintings started to look like this one shade of a color or whatever. Yeah. And then he had the treatment. And then they, everybody had to stop him because he was trying to burn all his paintings, all his <laughs> previous paintings. Like, eh, that's not the way I intended it. And 
So you're gonna you're gonna go crazy if you find out, and you're gonna wanna destroy big Everything. no Bobby will Sintel Sintel. I make it pretty obvious, like Pinky Fight theme, and then like, yeah. I name them yeah. pretty obvious. Yeah, but yeah, Pablo seems to be aware. <laughs> kind of yes i think so yeah maybe it's not gonna be so exciting <laughs> all right yeah that's it with the questions so so this is it we yep. go back to work we Yay. still have uh, something to do and um thanks everyone for tuning in if you have any questions about the upcoming release uh, if you have any questions about uh, blender blender development Anything, well, the, the movie, coming on this too. Um, if you haven't seen the weekly, go check it out. It's on the YouTube channel of coming uh, on or in the cloud. And yeah, just get in touch, drop yeah. us a line. And uh, until... the questions for the next episode. Yes. Yeah, yeah, oh, yes, definitely. definitely. Yeah. All right. So until the next time. Yeah. yeah. Goodbye. Bye bye. Bye bye. You've been listening to the Blender Institute podcast. Is your caffeine consumption perpetuating an unhealthy art style? Open your umbrella to the cloud. Go to the cloud.blender.org.